Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, it's a great day to have a great day. And today I get to interview my good friend, Zach Carson, on this episode of God Talks. Give it up for Zach. Woo! <laughs> All right, Zach, go ahead and give us a quick two-minute autobiography. Go ahead whenever you're ready. Well, you know how much I love talking about myself, um, but I don't know how to explain it other than, for lack of a better way of talking about it, I'm a wrestler. I mean, I kind of got serious about it in middle school and um, kind of is what brought our friendship together because it's how I ended up at Lake. and um, So, yeah, kind of was my life for a long time with just – got addicted I got good at it got addicted to being good get at it so high school that was kind of all I did one state because Joey won't get mad at me if I don't mention it I was even gonna I hate that. talking about it um You're and humble wrestled for five years in college where we were jokingly doing our testing and you asked me how college went career went and didn't really go how I wanted it to at certain spots but you know it was a great experience and and I wouldn't trade it for the world because it made me who I am. So, I mean, and now I'm teaching and coaching and trying to give back the way that Coach Klein gave back to us. So, wow, that was simple. One minute um, on the dot. A few things I'm gonna add in there. So that no one knows what you look like, what age you are. <laughs> Graduated from Lake 2015, state champion, Eastern <laughs> Michigan. Wrestled there until they cut their program. What year did they cut their program? 2018. So was that your after your second year? That was third year. That was your third year. Did you redshirt? Yeah. So redshirted one season lineup, second season lineup. We got cut two days after nationals in my third year of college. And then you transferred to Ohio University, mm -hmm. wrestled how many years there? Two. And then right before the nationals, your senior year, all of a sudden this COVID-19 wrecked your whole life. <laughs> and they canceled your final wrestling tournament ever. Mm -hmm. It was the last wrestling tournament you were ever going to participate in because you didn't have any plans to wrestle on the senior level. No. And they canceled it. And somehow you had a positive mindset about everything. And Not you, for the whole time, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got your teaching degree. You started... What did you do immediately? Did you substitute well, teacher? I mean, we. And I, I think I talked to you about this too, is it's like I had all the time in the world on my hands. I was on the easiest end of fifth year schedule so it's like school stuff was easy that last right in that spring of covid and so you then, had a semester after and then i i had a student teaching the oh, fall okay. after that so but it was just like i didn't have anything else and talk about god talks or beliefs and all that i had nothing better to do than get my life together it's like okay what do you want to do what what's your goals like because it's like you're so wrestling so single-minded in terms of like, this is what you're aiming at. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to get better. And then all of a sudden you're done and it's like, well, how can I be better? How can I, what am I aiming at? What do I want to do? And so you're that thinking whole, that life whole, now. Yeah, life. Just and so it's like that whole like summer but, or spring and summer between um, COVID hitting and my student teaching starting. And I was like, kind of what I did with my free time is like, don't be wrong. I had a lot of a lot of relaxation at the time, but it's mm -hmm. like, all right, like what can I read that can help me out? What can I do? What can I, what can, how can I change the way I think? And, and it, and again, a lot of, and it was good because it helped me 
transition from, all right, all I care about is how I finish up this career to, all right, what, what do I actually want in my life? Because I could have got, I student taught online because of COVID. I could have yeah. been like, all right, got my degree. I'm going to get a master's real quick and something else and just bounce from teaching. Yeah. So I kind of had to figure it out. Wow. And I think it's super cool. I was super excited to interview you. You were one of the first people on my list because we talk about philosophy, life, self-improvement, yeah. basically every time I talk to you. Really it's is. because you're a very optimistic person, <laughs> but you're also a realist. Yeah, So definitely. you set very attainable goals, and then you go at them with everything you have, and yeah. it's just inspirational to everyone who, <laughs> who sees it. And you laugh, but it's true. Um, and so that's important. And then you were, you were a national qualifier how many times? Three-time wild card. Three, never it was wild card every time. Every time. You made it to the semis, and then you did the semi-slide. Uh, quadruple dip. Record-setting quadruple dip, and I did, might add. Did they take I don't five? think there's any. No, they took six. I lost four oh, in a no. row So you had to, the, end, the, to end my career. What is that? They What do they call that match? The, uh, the true sixth. The true sixth. So you I lost four. Well, I told. I think I've, I've told you this before, probably, but and I tell a lot of people because like, it's it's funny, but it's also kind of informs the way I look at my life. Is I went, I was on a probably the longest winning streak I had in college, leading into the MAC tournament. Wrestled two awesome matches at the MAC tournament. Won my first two. Lost in the semis to a kid I've split matches with before, but I was beating the brakes off. I had like three take. I had like three takedowns, and then I got in a weird scramble and got pinned. And then lost to another kid that I'd beaten twice in a row or two times before on just like one kind of instead of getting out on an escape, I gave up back points and then escaped. Mm. And then lost a kid to a kid that I had wrestled probably ten times in college um, on another absurd match. Mm -hmm. And then lost to a kid I probably shouldn't have for two six. But then it's like, but then but, you were devastated. Well, but that that's but, the weird thing is it's it's um, that that week was a roller coaster of like mm -hmm. right. Because I had a system for how I got the wild card of just like trying to forget about everything for two days and just relax. But I went through like, I don't care about anything. I don't, whatever. I get in nationals. It doesn't matter. I don't deserve it. I went through all that. And then like, I got into nationals. I still didn't care. And then like Wednesday, I'm like, I kind of finally, it was like, because that was a Sunday. Then Wednesday, I finally sat down and I was like, you know what? I didn't wrestle that bad. Mm -hmm. I wrestled really good, minus a couple, like one bad thing a match. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at it that way, it's like, well, sh damn, I can still All-American. So I got through that on Wednesday, got the bracket out. I'm like, man, I can All-American. And then the next day, COVID hit, and it was over. So it's like a very weird wow. roller coaster. Up so and down, up and down, and it's, up and down. And that's kind of how my whole, at least how I feel my whole career and life's been. So yeah, and your it whole really, life, really. And it really, I think, informs the way I coach because what man what if I if I won that semis at match and I'm in the finals at the MAC tournament I get first or second at the MAC tournament and I get like a um like a one of the honorary All-Americans that they gave out mm -hmm. does that hurt me more or does that make me more into my beliefs or less into my beliefs does that help my coaching does that hurt my coaching because right now I've been through I've been through it all and I didn't get what I wanted to do at coaching and I'm perfect perfectly like at peace with well, are you what, at peace with that because you gave it your all it, i did everything that i could have done at the time because that's one of the things greenly told me is like every year you think you can do more like every year in wrestling like, like well how's your balance between work and 
work and working hard and working smart. It's like, well, I feel like I did about as best as I could do it mentally, physically, whatever. Could you do it better next year? Yeah. So it's like, I did, there's things I, I have an analytic, I mean, you know how I am. I, I could have done a lot of stuff differently, but like, with how I did it, it's just how I was supposed to do it. And I think that's made you an amazing coach. I mean, I've always known that you were going to be an amazing coach, but just the, the trials that you've been through, the ups and downs, you're able to relate to the kids that much more. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's going to pay off for you in the long run. It already has, and that's incredible. And I could talk about your life story for this whole time, honestly, this whole time. But um, you were technically academic All-American, right? Yeah, <laughs> academic. They give academic those out like candy. Academic All-American, baby. They give those out like candy. So I'm talking to an All-American right <laughs> Stop now. it. I am. All right, Zach, one question I love to ask everyone before I even get their beliefs regarding God is I ask them to give me a 60-second gospel. And this is basically just what do you think Christianity is? And I ask everyone this because I believe that everyone has been exposed to Christianity and, and Jesus Christ in some aspects, some more than others, depending on how you were raised. So I think it's just interesting to see how the gospel is portrayed and received um, across different time periods to different people. And so go ahead and give me your 60-second gospel. I guess like we'll talk about kind of the rest of it and why I think what I think. But for me, it's just like, and I, because I grew up with it, and like, because I went to nine years of Catholic school, mm -hmm. um, grade school, kindergarten to eight, and, and then I got out of it and had all that going on. But um, I think it's a, for lack of a better way of putting it, it's just like a great way of like, no matter what you believe, teaching good like moral values. Like I'm not someone that I, I think I developed, and I guess we'll talk about it, is like developed religion in terms of like meeting God to do this, that, and the other. But I, a lot of what I thought about as well, what would be, how do you teach good moral values without religion? And I don't really have an answer to that. Um, so that, and I think we talked about that before and something like I think about now is like, I don't know how you would teach certain moral values without religion. So for me, it's just, if you talk about a short 60 second gospel, it's just a way of teaching how to be a good person. Cause it, it, it's not always as straightforward as you might think. So you going to Catholic school and that's something I want to come back to, but what would you say their interpretation or their interpretation of Christianity is. So if someone asked you, all right, well then what is Catholicism or who is Jesus Christ? What would you say? Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not an avid churchgoer. I went mm -hmm. to mass every Friday and, and during grade school. And I don't know if I've been back more than one time since then. And not to say that I'm not religious or am religious, but um, I mean, it's just a classic kind of interpretation, Old Testament, New Testament, just like, Normal teachings of the Bible, I would say, is what I got exposed to, and um, Jesus Christ as divinity and as God and and as all that, and it, yeah, so it's just kind of the classical. So you think normal you were exposed view of it. to it? Just a very very normal Christian view, because okay. there was kids that weren't weren't Catholic at, right. at the school I was at, but just I would just a very basic, I would say. But I guess I mean, some of you might not know actually. Because I don't talk about it all the time. Not that we, you know, I don't even talk about it with my mom all the time. My mom actually got a minor in religious studies. I was going to ask um, you why? Why did you go to Catholic school? Was um, it something your parents wanted for you? It was just, 
and there, it was a better school in Akron as just in terms of that. Um, but because my mom was actually was raised Presbyterian, my dad was raised Catholic, and it was just like it was a good school in the area. Um, but my mom actually minded in religious studies, and and this is something I was thinking about on the way over here. Is like I was actually exposed to a lot of different stuff because my parents are actually. Um, they enjoy like, and I enjoy too. It's weird because granted, I would never think that I would be like my parents, of course, when you're growing up. But um, I was exposed to a lot of like Eastern philosophy. I love like a lot of Eastern philosophy um, mindset and all that. So I was exposed to a lot of that. My mom had a minor in religious studies, so she's kind of very open-minded in that regard. Where did she go to school? Um, Kent. Oh, okay. I think it was a minor. Might have been even a master's. I don't know. I get her degrees mixed up. My mom's cool, man. She has a master's, but uh, um. She got some kind of degree with that that had to do with it, and so you're exposed to a lot of different ideas, and it's just again, it's kind of like you know what that's the best place for them. So here we go. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, so many different questions I want to ask, but <laughs> the the first question I'm going to ask that will take up the bulk of the interview is when I ask you, do you believe in God? Yes, no, I don't know, and then tell me your reason why. So go ahead. So my answer is yes, I do, um, and I think it might have been something we talked about. I'm not sure if we have, but I had a very weird way of going about it because it's like I always did as a kid, and then I had a very—I was just a, definitely a very angsty teenager in terms of like I got out of Catholic school. I was like very much like I don't like the the institution of Christianity. I don't like I don't like certain things about this, that, or the other. So I got very kind of I don't care about it and at my lower points like very against like everything happens for a reason and all that kind of stuff so then but then for me it kind of was like and I always kind of at least had an agnostic view I guess I'd say that I at least had that but for me it always now it comes down to utility it's like in terms of like what does this belief help help me have and what does this belief not help me have so believing God what does that mean well you know, that believes that there's the afterlife, that believes that it's um, good things happen to good people. There's a lot of different things that go into it, but what does it help? Does it help me to believe in God or does it hurt me? It helps me. It helps my mindset. It helps my brain. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do the things that helps me. And, and, I, and I try not to get, because a lot of this God talks and talking about why you believe certain things, it's honestly so I don't have to answer certain questions. I'll never know for sure of God. What about God? I'll never know for sure about the Big Bang Theory. I'm never know for sure about anything. But what helps me and what doesn't help me? What helps me be a better person? What doesn't help me be a better person? Believing in God helps me kind of become a better person. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a super, like, I don't go to church all the time. I mean, I haven't been to church in a long time. I don't, I get Coach Klein's Bible verses. That's my, on my morning text. That's, that's my main, and I like them. But, you know. Just what helps me versus what doesn't help me. All right. I like that answer. And that reminds me of something that I learned probably about a year ago. Actually, less than a year ago. It was at the first Christian Christmas Eve service. And the pastor talked about Pascal's argument. Okay. And he was a philosopher. And he said, okay, so let's just say it's a 50-50 shot. Because, like you said, there's no way of 100% knowing. Mm -hmm. And there's no way of 100% not knowing. Mm -hmm. He said, let's mm -hmm. just say it's a 50-50 shot. Right. If you put your trust in God and you live your life that way, then what are your promise this beautiful eternal life? Mm -hmm. All right. And if it's wrong, you, you lose nothing. Mm -hmm. But then if you go about your whole life not believing in God, well, the way you act is going to be 100% mm -hmm. different. 
And then if you, if you die and for, somehow Christianity is true and there is a God, well, then you lose everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, and that reminded me exactly of the way you thought. And I remember you telling me that probably about a year ago when probably I was, was. subbing. Probably was. And that just made me think of that. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's, that's kind of the place that, I mean, most people are. They're like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. and I don't not know. And you're erring on the side of this is going to make me a better person. Mm-hmm. So, well, and that's the, with the, the every, I mean, I think part of believing in God is that everything happens for a reason. I think that's honestly, in terms of like daily life, that's a big part of your Christianity. At least God has a plan and all that. And I'm not even huge into God has a plan, but just in terms of, okay, you believe, yeah, I, you believe in God and you believe everything happens for a reason. Why should you believe everything happens for a reason? What does it help you if it doesn't? Does it help you if life is meaningless? And it's so easy to go down that path of like life is meaningless uh, or so many bad things happen to, to, to good people and bad things happen all over. It's like, well, what helps? But and it's, easy, it's so easy to go down that path. But what helps you? What helps you? You get what helps you have purpose. Believing everything happens for a reason helps you have purpose. It is like no matter if I mess up or I do good. I'm leading to something better. I'm becoming better. I'm, I can improve from whatever happens. So that's a big one for me. It's like, cause I, I was very much not for that as, but at a certain point in my life, but it's like, now it's just like, why does it, why does it, cause I give it purpose. Cause I, like I give that. it purpose. If, if I have purpose, then, then, and I'd be better than I'm leading to somewhere. And, and again, part of that is giving it a little bit to God and, and I'm not a huge, a huge on that, but, but that's part of it. So do you believe that everything happens for a reason? Oh, absolutely. Because, okay. and I, but I think you have to give it, I think I, I don't get bogged. I told you, I don't get bogged down in like the big question of like, well, God's plan. I don't get bogged. I, I try and just, honestly, I, everything I believe is to avoid those questions because I don't know for sure. So it's like, well, why does it, why does it have a reason? Because I give it purpose. If I give it purpose, if I give my life purpose, then why should anybody else give it purpose? Like, if I, if I don't, then why should anybody else? If I do, then hell yeah, it has purpose because I make my reality. Like, I give it purpose. If I mess up, I own up to it. I try and be better. If I do good, man, I better do more of that. Like, so if everything happens for a reason, then yeah, because I want to be something. Like, I'm, I, your life is going somewhere. There's that idea that, like, everybody's like the star in their own movie. Because it is like that's if you think about memory and life, it's like everybody is the star in their own movie. So, yeah, I'm purpose. I'm going somewhere. I don't know where, but somewhere. Hopefully, good. That's awesome. I love that, and I love your explanation and, and the way that you work through it and explaining everything. And I love to ask everyone how they got those views, how you got the beliefs that you hold right now. So, what was it? the The process of life, the journey. Was it something you read, or was it? A divine revelation or what was it that truly made you come to this realization that yes I believe in God and this is why I think part of it is just like like we talked about I went through a lot where I was just very angsty and as a as a teenager and and I loved wrestling and was very good at it but at a certain point it just wasn't enough I just always wanted balance like I always wanted my life to be balanced with just everything and I wanted to be really good at wrestling, but I wanted to to be balanced. And for a long time, it wasn't balanced, so it was just I got angsty because of it. I, I was like, "Why is this happening to me? Why, why can't I just have these simple things? Like, why, 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 why?" 
and then just over time over time it was just how can i how can i start being better and then again part of that a lot of it is just with after covid it was just like all right how can i live as like this person like and now that i'm done wrestling what what should I believe? How should I go so about So this my... is just you thinking about it or is anything informing this decision? I mean, it's both. Um, what know, are the Coach, things that informed it? You know, Klein, Coach Klein's always been helping me out with um, beliefs and he was never, like he never like pushes really God on you, but he always makes his beliefs known and and I'd read certain stuff, whether it's Eastern philosophy or um, talking to my parents. What do you mean by Eastern philosophy? Um, a lot of Eastern philosophy is like the natural balance in the world, like the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, finding your balance, being like uh, Bruce Lee, be like water, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've always really liked that just because it, it doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't be Christian or not Christian, but it has, gives you a good like perspective. But I don't know if there's there's really not one thing that drives me to this. It's just like stuff I've learned over time. Like what makes me better and what makes me worse? What what helps me think? What helps me be more calm? What helps me be less anxious? What doesn't? So it's just really just like kind of in a very individual. That's what I was thinking about on the way down here. And when you asked me to do this, is like it's a very individualistic and very humanistic way of looking at things in terms of what helps me, what doesn't help me. These are the beliefs that help me be a better person. So it's like, so you want to be a better person. Is that for you or to benefit the people around you? When you're a better person for you, it helps people around you. So that's a talk about, um, me and you have talked about it. Me and Jake Oswald have talked about Jordan Peterson. And that's kind of like a big kind of at the heart of his beliefs is if you are making yourself better, then usually when you're, when you get to a certain point, you start to help others. It's like the best version of me. What's the most amount of good I can do in the shortest amount of time? How can I help the people around me? I, even just giving charity. How can you help give give more to charity? Well, you make more money for yourself. You're willing to give more. You know what I mean? Like even on a very simple level. So, yeah, just like very much helping yourself usually helps others. Because the more, for lack of a better way of putting it, the more you have your own shit together, the more you can help other people. Because if I don't have my shit together, I'm constantly worrying about where what I'm going to do for work or where I'm, what I'm going to do or, or what thing I'm doing wrong. Whereas it's like, okay, I'm taking care of my other stuff. Then I can give more time to coaching. I can give more time to uh, community service, helping people out, whatever it is. So I like that. And you've already hinted on this uh, a bunch of times, but how does your belief, you, you made a, a claim that you do believe in God. Right. So how does that impact your, your life and your day-to-day life, but ultimately your purpose here on earth? And I've tried to do more with it lately, just in terms of like being more religious. But I, I, again, it just really, for me, it's always been, all right, how much can I help others? And like, how much can I, what can I do for me that helps me? And then what can I do for me because of helping me, I can help others. So it's like, it's, and Coach Klein talks about it. I guess it is kind of in this fashion of servanthood and being a servant is just like, for me, it's just helping other people get through the same, same stuff that I get through. This is the stuff I try and, I try and talk about the guys that I coach and, and teach with and, and granted they don't want to hear it. And it's kind of a weird concept to get in involved with, but if I talk to them, this is what I say. Like, look, man, this is 
what helps you and what doesn't help you. Because when it comes down to it, like, and maybe I'm selfish because of that, but what helps you and what doesn't is the most important thing. It's because believing in God, believing everything happens for a reason, believing in helping others, that helps me. So what helps me, what doesn't help me. So I guess, I don't know. I try and make it as simple as possible because I, I this is what I said, I guess, is I try and make it as simple as possible because I don't want to answer those big questions. I don't have the answer. So it's like, what helps me and what doesn't help me? Those are the questions that I can't answer. All right, thank you, Zach, for all these honest answers. And, and I love that you said you went through a period that you were probably like agnostic and, and you weren't sure. It was, uh, I don't know, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. So I'm very interested in the things in your life that made you think, yeah, there is a God or no, there isn't. And so just go ahead and talk about those kind of things that you, you thought about in your head. I just think it's really easy not to believe. Like, it, it's very easy to not believe and, like, find fault in the world because there's a lot of messed up shit, the messed up stuff going on. Um, so it's, like, just really easy to fall into that pit where, well, look at these bad things happening to these good people. Look at... Um, well, the institution, like, the institution of Catholicism is terrible, or Christians is terrible, and there's, there's bad Christians, and there's bad this, there's bad the other. It's so easy to fall into that trap, and it's really easy to just believe that stuff, um, because, I mean, it's not wrong to an extent. Um, but again, it just, it really just comes down to, again, and I, I get, I, I don't, I don't really believe it in a super religious faith-based sense it's more of always been for me when i what helps me and what doesn't help me because i'm like i get i a lot of i mean some people know some people don't that know me it's like i get very anxious like i'm a pretty anxious person um, very much in my own head and so it's like what things help me calm down and like live my life and what things don't what beliefs help me what beliefs don't help me so it's like how can i how can i be better and what makes me better. It's like, okay, going down the path of, oh, life has no meaning, there's no God, there's no this, there's no that, there's the other, every institution's messed up, but like, that's a belief that can drown, you can drown in. So I just kind of try and leave those things behind me, for lack of a better way of putting it. That makes sense. And I like that because you've always been a realist. You've always been, okay, this is going to help me achieve my goal. This isn't. So I'm going to cut the things out that don't. Right. That's something that, I mean, made you very successful, especially in, in the wrestling world. And, and now it's moving on to the teaching and coaching world. And you've been very successful, but it's not like things have been handed to you. No. You've worked for what you have. And that's evident by anyone who's actually seen your life. Yeah. And it's easy for people to, from the outside, say, oh, no, he was just gifted. He was just mm -hmm. talented. But when you see someone actually put in the work and right. they get the results it's different and it impacts everyone around them. And so you've always been a very inspirational person, especially to me. Um, and I'm just interested. You said that Catholicism is terrible and, or they've done terrible things. And so can you just expand on the, the things that you've learned? Cause you went to a Catholic school, right? So did you learn them there or was oh, it in high there. school or and what are those things that you're talking well, about? I mean, it's just, they just people are messed up. People are in, just messed. There's plenty of bad things going on in the world. The problem is when people try and say, well, this group is where the bad comes from. 
It's like, no, well, bad's pretty evenly distributed. Like, there's bad everywhere. So it's not like, yeah, there's problem with, there's problems in the institution of, of Catholicism. But that's because there's bad people everywhere. It's not problem with, it's not because the, the religion is inherently bad. It's not a problem with believing God's inherently bad. It's because there's bad people spread out throughout the world. Uh, or not, whatever you want to call it. So it's just, it's easy to say, label it and be like, like, well, well a part of, we'll talk about teaching. Part of sixth grade is talking about different religions. So I just taught sixth grade. Part of, it's, it's talking about like the main religions, why they came to be and all that. Part of that was with Islam. It's like how many people just think of Islam and think about terrorism? Probably more than should. They just but think about 9-11. Literally, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is in the billions of people in the world believe in Islam. Yep. There's not a billion bad people in the world. It's just plenty of people that believe and do a lot of good things. You look at the famous examples. I was just watching Muhammad Ali and, and the winning time on HBO with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like doing great things. People, plenty of people but like you get on to certain things and again there's bad people everywhere evenly distributed in the world so it's like it's i don't give i don't want to get bogged down by that because again it's not something that not something that helps me out at all it's stuff that you can only be bogged down in well there's this group is bad that group is bad this group is should be better than this group it's like no well what helps me what doesn't help me that group. Some people have done messed up stuff here. Some people have done some messed up stuff there. But that really, when you like actually look at it with an open mind, it's just like there's bad people that don't believe in God. There's bad people that do. There's bad people that believe in this. Bad people that believe in that. So it's like, okay, well, let's not let's not worry about what bad people are doing. Let's worry about what this is actually like teaching. What is this actually helping? What's this actually doing? Wow, I love that, and that's one of the main reasons I even started this podcast and it's really just I love having discussions with people because I've seen some people who claim to be Christians and and they're some of the worst people I've ever met and they make people feel worse than they've ever felt in their life and they condemn people for anything that they think is wrong and then I've met people who don't believe in God at all and they are some of the best people I've mm -hmm. ever met and they seem to be more moral and more loving and they spread more right. kindness than people who don't believe in God and then you have the same thing vice versa. Exactly. So I, I love that you said that. But you had talked about some of the, the doubts that you had and the reasons that you do believe in God is it benefits you. Is there anything out anything else in the world, some sort of external evidence that whatever it might be, philosophical or scientific, or just any evidence that you think supports the idea that yes, there is a God? And again, these are the these are the big questions that I avoid because of what helped because from going back to the the idea of like what helps me versus what doesn't help me because I don't know if I can answer that because I mean yeah there's some the what you call it like the probability of Earth being the place that everybody's on like yeah it's a, a low probability like that a minuscule probability and like it's insane that this is the place we are and things happen the way they did and the Earth asteroid missed by an inch or whatever it's like i think that's all it's weird because it's all evidence it's almost like people use the same evidence for versus against it's like well this is why like well this is why god's here oh and, this is, and then some people are like this is why god's not so wow. it's like and I, and I told you like, and i, I do mean it. it's like 
I avoid those questions at all costs because it, it, there's a reason that they're great questions because no one has a for sure answer. Like no, nobody can say for sure what's happening. So it's like, it's um, again, humanistic, individualistic. There's another word that I'm trying to think of, but just reality-based is I guess what I believe in. It's like, what's my reality? How can I be better? How can I not be better? And so it's like, if I avoid those questions and because I, because I'm a thinker, like I, I think a lot about it. It's, it's hard for me to say definitively like one thing versus the other. Cause I know I've been exposed to faith based stuff. I've been exposed to statistical based stuff. So it's hard for me to say one thing or the other. So it's like, what's better Then it's, it's, it's much easier for me. Like what helps me? What doesn't help me? Cause then I don't get bogged down in those questions. I don't, I don't have to spend time thinking about it because what helps me versus what doesn't help me makes me a better person. Wow. And I love that you said that both sides seem to use the quote unquote evidence to support their beliefs because that's one of the questions I ask every single person that I talk to. And I ask them, what is the Big Bang Theory? And I ask them that because both Christians and non-Christians use the Big Bang Theory as evidence to support their beliefs. So, and I know we were all taught the Big Bang Theory in school, and everyone has a different understanding or interpretation, mm. but what would you say the Big Bang Theory is? <laughs> well, I guess we led into it from a different way, but it's, um, I mean, it's, I guess, fairly evidence-based way enough of saying, like, when this universe started, um, I guess is a good way of putting it. And then, again, like you said, some people use it to say, like, well, this is when the universe started, and... Um, so this is why I don't believe in God, or some people say, well, this is how the universe started, and because it only started this way, then that's why I believe in God, because how could it have possibly, what just started it, like what snapped the finger? Um, and again, I, I, avoid the damn, I avoid the damn question, because it's easier for me to say, well, that makes sense, and that makes sense, so what, what's the actual answer? It's like, I don't know. So I know what it is, I know what it's supposed to be, I know what it is, what it makes me believe, not really one thing or another. I like that answer because what I'm really after in these interviews and this podcast is I'm really after why people believe what they believe. And for you, you've restated it a hundred times and it is whatever makes you yeah. a better person. And you said that well, not only because you want to be a better person, mm-hmm. but when you are a better person, everyone around you mm-hmm. is a better person. And that's why one of the hardest questions for me is, I, I mentioned it, but I, and we've talked about it before, is like, that's why one of the hardest questions for me is how do I, how do you teach that? Mm. Like, how do you be like, because I, I was raised mostly Catholic and I, I was exposed to some different things, but it's like, how do you teach the need to want to, the need to want to be a better person, natural morals that me and you think are normal? Like, how do you teach that it becomes like a very much harder thing because it's easy for me to say that now, but like... Mm when I wasn't saying it or like when I, when I was in the middle of it, it wasn't such an easy thing. So it's, is it something that can only be taught by experience or not? I haven't figured that out yet. Wow. I love that. And so you had mentioned that you believe in God. Would you label yourself as a Christian or do you belong to a particular religion or (laughs) you just say, yeah, I I believe in God. I definitely don't think I would belong to a particular religion just because I let, there's so many good things that different things have is like Christianity has a lot of great things. I love the coach stuff that coach Klein sends me every morning. He's a psychopath that he is sends a devotional out to 90 people every morning, probably more than that. 
He doesn't. You know, he doesn't even do it on a group chat. Like, yeah. it's, he types them out on their own. Psycho. At like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, with a snorting spark at the time. I love him. Um, but I love the stuff that he sends me. I again, like I said, I, I like the Eastern kind of philosophy stuff of yin and yang, natural balance. Um, I love the. I like the kind of. I try and incorporate like the. Um, what's the word? Uh, uh, visualizing and and speaking stuff into existence. I think the way that you cre- the way that you frame your mind is everything to me, because it's easy to it's easy to be negative and 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 not. But like you can control that, like the way you think can control that. So I, I take a lot of different stuff from from everything. I love that, and that leads perfectly into the next question that I ask everyone, and that is, do you believe that all religions lead to the same thing, or do you believe that all religions lead to the same God? Uh, I th- and that's why I don't. I think I don't get bogged down in those questions because ultimately I think they do all kind of come to the same thing. It's like of trying to help people be good people and how to how to help people be people that are, are good and moral and and um, working for the for others and, and not only themselves I think kind of all religions lead back to that so and that's why I don't like I said I don't get bogged down in who's right who's wrong what's this what's that because at the end of the day individually usually everybody wants to be a good person everybody wants better for the world it's just how they what they think about that is where people start to shift so you coming from probably a, a, a different background or a different understanding or you have a different interpretation of what god is so what do you envision god is do you envision him as a being as a spirit as a person or what do you think of when you think of god you're gonna get mad at me because I'm gonna be like again. I don't. I don't get bogged down in it. I, I. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because it's just. I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, people like inherently, like, if you want to call it made in God's image, I'll call it made in God's image. In terms of, when you talk to a person one on one, nine times out of ten, good things are happening. You can relate to that person. You can start to hear some of their story. Even if you don't like the way they act, you can um, you can just kind of relate to them in some fashion. In some way, you can have some positive interaction. It's when people start to like, get bogged down in, this is my belief, or, or if you don't agree with this, then I can't talk to you. Or if you don't, it's that when people start to kind of get... Um, off the rails but when it's it's i think it was the comedian the old comedian george carlin that said it's like when you talk to people one-on-one it's like there's never really any issues you can kind of very much relate to that person in one way or another but when you get outside of that it kind of gets hard so i think but i but it it's a weirdly realist and optimistic thing to be like well people are inherently good and and i guess the question was and what is that? What does that mean? God or say, call it in God's images. Because if they're like, again, believing in God being something that helps me, God would probably be the most inherently good thing in the world. So if people are made in his image, then they're inherently good. So people are inherently good. It's just a matter of like, if 
finding the common ground to to be good in all situations. I love that. I think in a lot of ways you and I think alike mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. And obviously there are some areas that we, we think differently just based on our experiences in life. That's what I love is I grew up and you were one of my closest friends. I, I was mm-hmm. looking up to you and um, some of these things are, are things that we never really discussed openly, but I could I could kind of tell based on the way that you acted and, and you were always trying to better yourself, but you weren't just trying to better yourself. You were trying to better everyone around you and, and that's just yeah. incredible and, and that's something that a lot of people don't have. They just no. care about themselves. It's hard and, not to. Yeah. And so I think it's incredible that you've always tried to You've always tried to make yourself the best you can possibly be, but while you're doing that, you're you're trying to bring everyone you possibly can with you. Well, and it's funny, like in a very selfish way, it was always like I didn't have to when I was helping other people. It's I don't have to worry about myself because mm. I'm I get so anxious sometimes that like you think it's hard not to think about what could this do and what could that do. But if I'm help, that's why I like coaching. That's why I like teaching. It's like man it's like if i'm helping them i'm making them better and you know what i'm not doing is i'm not thinking about myself <laughs> and, you're always and, but even in the same yeah i'm always thinking the same way when i helped you when i helped anybody else at lake at a eastern at ou it's like it's like when i'm helping somebody else out i'm not thinking about what what i'm doing wrong wow or what i think i'm doing wrong you know that's probably not a big deal thank you for giving your your honest and raw beliefs and that's what I'm after it's just what you believe there's no right or wrong answer and another question I love to ask everyone and it's what what is your morning routine and I ask this because I've read countless self-help or self-improvement books I've watched so many videos and everyone tells you if you want to be successful you got to start your day off on the right foot you got to get up at this time blah 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 you got to do this 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 then I I came to find that a lot of successful people just roll out of bed and get their day started. It doesn't necessarily have to start with this super structured morning routine. It's just something I'm curious about. So how do you start your day? What do you do in the morning? And what is your morning routine if you have one? Again, anxiety kind of being the king. I I got and I again I get into it in selfish ways, but then use it to kind of be unselfish. Is I started for lack of a better word, started meditating um, during my fifth year of college because I thought it would help me visualize, help me kind of create my own reality of trying to be an All-American and all that. And then all that passed, and I got used to it, and it helped me. It did help me a lot in terms of in a, in a sports psychology, sport kind of performance sense. Then, But then all of a sudden wrestling's over, and it's like, all right, how can I use what I learned to help me? Because I've turned it into a um, – a morning routine and turn it into how do I calm my anxiety down? How do I, how do I, again, how do I make myself a better person? How do I focus up? And um, so my morning routine is all like, as I get ready for my day, it's part of its meditation, part of its thought framing. I, I don't know how, it depends on how you want to call it. I try not to label things because everybody has, gets attached to different words. Um, but in reality, all it is is I go through everything I'm grateful for. I, I go through being grateful to wake up, to sh- to have a hot shower, to have good food in the fridge, to uh, be grateful for my family and the people in my life, be grateful for my friends and the people in my life, and then to go into gratitude for my opportunities, um, gratitude for for um, 
different opportunities and then and then go into different affirmations that I, I, I have and I want to um, affirm who I am and kind of um, and then a little bit of that kind of creating your own reality it's like this is who I am this is what I am and the more I say it the more I'll act in that fashion and that really helps my um, me mentally to um, just calm down and to and to be more rooted in who I am and what I really want to do so being able to do that really helps me out a lot. Thanks again just for being honest and giving me your honest opinion and, and why you believe what you believe and, and just everything. I really appreciate the honesty. And one thing that I, well, not one thing, but another thing that I ask everyone that I talk to is what advice they would give me at my age in order to help me live my best life and, and you are a year older than me so so what <laughs> advice would you give to me in order to help me live my best life i again I, I hit on the same points because i think it's an easy it's what i bring my own self back to is everything i say this stuff that i've learned through my experience and like and what helps me and what doesn't is so then it comes back to what helps you and what doesn't what what makes you want to be a better person what doesn't how can you give back more how can you give back less because whatever most people are, whatever most people do for their job, they're helping someone in some way. So it's like, how can you give back more? How can you give back less? How can you be a better person? How can you, not even that, how can you help yourself more? Because if I'm not helping myself, then I'm not helping anything. Because I, when I, during the school year, it's like, I wouldn't, I carved out like five Sunday nights from five to like 10 when I went to sleep. I would carve out that time for myself to where I didn't have to do anything. All I do is sit on my couch and watch TV because for those five hours, I was not doing any work. I was not worrying about anything, but it helped me like recover mentally to where, you know, I'm ready to go for the week. So folk, like think of the things that you can sit down and think about are what, what helps you and what doesn't, what makes you feel good, what makes you doesn't, what doesn't make you feel good, what, what do you enjoy doing, what do you don't enjoy doing, who are the people that make you feel good when you're around, who are the people that, you can, that don't make you feel good around. And when you sit and answer those questions, those are, I mean, that's your daily life. And so it's like, how can you make every day the best that you can? It's like doing the most amount of good in the most amount of time, right? So if I can coach, I can coach. If I can see old friends, I can see old friends and do a damn podcast. If I can see my family, I can see my family. Because there's a, it's that, that abundance idea. I talked about a little bit with the, the morning routines, uh, uh, opportunities, grateful for opportunities. So there's an abundance amount of opportunities. If you look at it in the in that way, there's an abundance amount of opportunities. There's an abundance of opportunities for me to, to give back through coaching, through teaching. There's abundance of opportunities for me to relax. There's abundance of opportunities for me to spend time with my friends, to spend time with my family. Like, like you're going golfing after this. I would be texting my dad, don't eat dinner, because I'm going to go ask him after this, because I'm in town. I'm going to ask him, all right, do you want to go get food? Do you want to grab a beer? Like, let's go do something, because there's an abundance of opportunities and all that. When you look at it that way, then kind of comes down to the things that you care about most, and when you care, things you care about most are usually the things you're most passionate about, and the things that help you out the most, and then also what helps out others most. It kind of always a lot of things to say, just like, do the things that make you a better person. And, and however you look at that, I think is important. And um, yeah, and I don't know. I love that. I love that advice. And that's that's what you've always been about. And I can tell it's one thing that's really mm -hmm. stuck with me is you're always looking to be better. 
and and you hate to see yourself stagnant and you're right. always looking for what can I do to be better yeah and it, it's like we I mean we talk about it, it's like nobody's perfect like whether it's sports there's always someone better whether it's it's life philosophy whatever like there's always something better and then and you can always be better it's like yeah I, I've done a pretty good job this year with keeping my 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 life together but but I can do better so it's just like wow. being able to have that mindset of I can do better and so why don't I do better it well I, I, I don't know if I I talked to you about, probably at some point about this it's like after my first year of college, it's like I went through this period where I wasn't getting, I wasn't felt like I was getting any better at wrestling. I, I, you know, you're dating a girl from back home, so you're spending a lot of time in between, in the summer, in between both places. And you're like, well, why am I doing this? And then you kind of sit down with yourself, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not quitting. So whether it's wrestling, whatever, it's like you're living your life. You're not quitting. You're not going to gonna finish it all. So I'm doing it. Why don't I do it the best that I can do it? Because if you're not doing the best that you can do it, then what are you doing? Because you're just there. So there's no reason not to do the best that you can do it because what's the alternative? That you're just not? You're just there? You're just not doing it? It's like, no, you're there. You're there already. You have to go to work. Mm -hmm. You have to cook or do this thing that you're obligated to do. You, you have to do this. You have to do that. So like, if I'm there, then why don't I do the best that I can? Because whether I end up there or stay there, I don't do that. I'll, at least I'm there already. Why not put in the work to do the best that I can? And I love that thought. I wish everyone had that thought. If everyone had that mindset, then the world would be a way better place. <laughs> yeah, um, you're putting a lot on me. So, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. I don't, know. I, I don't know, know for sure about one thing or another. I just know, I just know how to be all right myself. That's incredible. I, I really appreciate you coming on here, making the trip down to talk to me, and I love it. Any opportunity that I get to see you and talk to you, I feel like I'm always a better person because of it, and I, I genuinely mean that because that's the kind of person you are. You give off this energy, and, and you're super optimistic, and, and you make everyone want to be a better person, and I appreciate that. And so thank you for coming on here. And before we end the show, do you have any final remarks, anything that you want to say? I, I mean, throw you for this for you. I'm, so I'm just happy that you're doing it. Happy that, um, I mean, even when we wrestled, you were a sponge in terms of like, you always wanted to listen to what I had to say and, and always were open to what I had to say. So it's cool that you're doing this. And I'm glad you're able to find this way to like give back because it is it is really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing it. So go that and uh, Go St. Edward Eagles because apparently I'm the teacher and coach there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Zach. There you have it. He's a, he's a teacher and coach at St. Edward's. Great wrestling program. And thank you again for coming on here. I, I really do appreciate it. And I think everyone's going to grow from listening to you. And they're, they're going to be able to see how good of a, a genuine person you truly are. And, and that's what I think that you've expressed throughout this interview. And I appreciate you being honest with me and, and thank you so much for coming on here, Zach Carson. And God bless Joey Oswald. God bless you. <laughs> As always, love one another. Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald. 